Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Holy underwear. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, June 16, 2022. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 515 of the Biden-Harris administration, 141 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram at TheBobSeska, Twitter, BobSeska underscore go, Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. All right, Jody's on the road. No spicy Jody today. So instead, we're just going to do this. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. David hey. T-Rex Ferguson is here all by himself. But we're holding hands, and so that's nice. One little ninja. <laughs> of course, his music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. So uh, we're starting the show really, really late today. Apologize to our commuters, our afternoon drive commuters who usually listen to the show on their way home on the day it, it drops. But we have a hearing a set of hearings today from the 1-6 committee that we wanted to get uh, at least a little bit of coverage of into today's show. So unlike last Thursday, we'd have a, a bit of a longer shelf life. <laughs> like last Thursday, it might as well have been one of those shows, David, where we did it, we recorded it in the can, and as soon as I go to post it... And then they, they kill Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Gigantic breaking news. And then it's like everyone listening to the show after that point is like, what's wrong with Bob and David and Jody? There's something <laughs> they're not talking about the thing. And we're all we all want to hear about the thing. And so we've got lots of the thing today. Uh, we've watched what the first hour and a half of today's one six committee hearings. But before we dive into all of the details and bombshells from that, and there are several bombshells we have to get to. Because we haven't talked since last Thursday, David, I'm dying to get your takeaways from uh, the previous two days of testimony because, oh, my God. Well, we can go back to the first day, last Thursday, with those bombshells from Bill Barr and Ivanka, or as Donald Trump refers to her as, Ivanka Trump, because we might get confused (laughs) as to which Ivanka All the other Ivankas out there, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the myriad Ivankas. That, uh, the cheap knockoff Ivanka's from China. Um, That's right. That she got her own patent to make. Yeah. Um, Some guy selling Ivanka's out of the trunk of his car. Yeah. Oh shit. So Boy, yeah, she looks think? bad in these hearings. I mean, she like first of all they've got her in like you know, I'm like Ivanka, smoky eye. It's for evening. 
Like, did they do these hearings at like ten o'clock at night at some after party? Or like, I mean, what's going on? She looks terrible and really yeah. medicated. Looks like, stunned. Yeah, she looked perpetually stunned. So did Jared, for that matter. Maybe they were Jared using this weird repulsive thing where he peels his lips back from his teeth when he's talking. <laughs> Have you That's noticed right. this? Yeah, it's like his teeth and his lips hate each other, and they're just trying to like get as far away from each other as they possibly can. Yeah, and it just his, his teeth were trying to escape from his mouth or something, and his mouth could barely contain the teeth. That's what it seemed like. It just it was <laughs> so, so weird. weird. It was a weird camera angle. I guess that's the nature of things these days where. Uh, it reminds me of those cheap Skype. animations. Yeah. Remember from the 60s where just the <laughs> mouth of the character would move? <laughs> yes. You know? Yes, like Conan O'Brien used to do that with Robert yeah, Smigel, where they used so to do weird. Clinton and Bob Dole. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what Jared Kushner looked like. In fact, so did Ivanka. But I love the fact, uh, and I've talked about this a couple of times already, but I just want to cue you up for it. I love the fact that Ivanka didn't hesitate to say, oh, yeah, I agree with Bill Barr. And then Donald Trump jumps in and says, oh, yeah, no, Ivanka's lying. So Donald Trump on, <laughs> on his actually website. actually basically just said she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> right, right. He said she was, was it checked out or clocked out? Checked out, yeah, something like I that. I think the distinction there is between nine and seven Xanax. You know, <laughs> like checked out is seven Xanax, clocked out is nine. But um, Yeah, yeah. But then he said he, she didn't really mean what she said about Bill Barr, which suggests that <laughs> she perjured herself. So there's no one that Donald Trump won't throw in her a bus. I mean, he anyone. No, he, he own daughter yeah yeah but uh yeah he wrote that on his website which is called troth something troth central troth, truth central that's it that's the name <laughs> that's the name of the thing so yeah um the hearings so far i think have been immensely compelling and one of the reasons i think the structure of them has been so compelling is they make an allegation one of the members of the panel, one of the members of the committee will make an alleg allegation and then they'll immediately cut to a video that backs up that allegation in the most salient way possible. Whether mm -hmm. it was uh, Bill Barr saying that the notion of a stolen election was uh, was complete bullshit, bullshit or Ivanka on down the line. We're seeing that even today. Or just even like establishing the Capitol Police officer's credibility when she described what happened and then they showed you exactly that on yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and I felt like part of that was a great way, like I said, of establishing the credibility of saying like, we're going to give you the facts as they unfolded. Well, yeah. The British filmmaker guy, I could have sworn he said, that, you know, he's talking about the Proud Boys. And this is why these guys are so not cut out for a civil war. Because mm -hmm. lunchtime came and they got hungry and they went and got tacos. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I've always said, you can't have a civil war if you're going to get winded after running about half a block. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, when that British guy, when he first said tacos, I thought he said tuckers. Like when like British people will say you tuck in, you know? And I was like, we went out for tuckers. Like, like, you know, and I'm just like, oh, how jolly, you know, <laughs> like fucking Ponzi bitches. Yeah, it's but like yeah, a, a um, weird British slang term, right? Like a hammer is a bonker stick. Have a chin wag. But then, you know, we had day two, which was all about how Trump knew he did not win the election. I mean, that was the entire gist of what we saw uh, on Monday, I believe it was. And mm -hmm. witness after witness from Bill Stepien himself, he, of course, was uh, on tape from his original testimony because 
His wife was apparently giving birth to uh, Quato or something, the thing that came out in The Fly Part 2, some sort of... Some sort of disgusting human Trump supporter hybrid, I guess. Uh, you know, it's a perfectly normal baby with a tiny 666 on, just under its <laughs> hairline. Um, That's right. It's Rosemary's baby. Suddenly Ruth Gordon pops up and says, yes, he, he has chose his you. father's eyes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right. But yeah, all these witnesses testifying that Donald Trump knew that he was lying. And that's one of the great things about not only Monday, but today's testimony, which is that Trump knew. Trump was aware of what he was doing was illegal. There was no two ways about that. So we have consciousness of guilt, right? That's part of the prosecutorial uh, goal here. Establishing intent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that was... And I understand what the committee's doing by bringing out all these people, like, who are Republicans, who are longtime Republican operatives, who are, like, that little Mm -hmm. data guy that looks like a minion. Like, I know that he, he, like, had a 10-minute-long wrestling match in the mirror that morning not to wear a bow tie. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, and so, I mean, but but it's it's hard for me to listen to Republicans for a long, long, long time because mm-hmm. it's that whole five minute thing. Like where you know they've arrived now in the last five minutes where we've been all this time. Yeah. But they were fine with everything up to that, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so, like, part of me is just like, but I understand. I mean, I and it's it's smart politics. It's smart evidentiary like presentation from a bunch of lawyers that are on this committee that understand that this will have more gravitas if it comes from, you know, a bunch of Republican operatives and not, you know. Yeah, the goal here is to cut through the partisanship, I guess the patina of partisanship that might be seen by some observers, especially independent voters who are very particular about that sort of thing. So really, this is all about communicating to independents. Uh, as well as mm. prosecutors, the OJ. So there's a couple. I think of they've also types. been putting. They've been studying the you know the path along the way here with enough new information. Though that those of us who followed this from the outset are still getting new stuff to go. Oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, I still I feel like just the whole like again with the fucking Proud Boys and the documentary filmmaker and the meeting in the parking deck with the you know the Oath Keepers and I'm just like once again yeah. videotaping this crime spree is the best idea that we ever had it's just like what were they thinking but again these are not smart people no they're not they they're not. are a bunch of dumbasses who suckers, are unfortunately are. Yeah. dangerous dumbasses because mm-hmm. they've swallowed this white nationalist ideology and but they have to take a break for tacos. Yeah, like, have you to know, take a break for tacos. Your yeah. civil war is just not. You know, it's not. If you guys get your civil war, it's not going to be just like piling into your four by fours and driving to the you know middle of town and shooting some people and then going back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Like Home Depot will not be open. Like, yeah, just yeah. the lights will not be on. You will not be able to go to the hospital if you get hurt. It just, I Yeah. Well, the thing that makes me underscore the word stupid is the fact that they're all willing to go to prison, maybe in some cases for the rest of their lives. Enrique Tario, for example, who's being charged with seditious conspiracy. Joe Biggs being charged with conspiracy. I just, and, the but, Enrique but, I mean, Tario thing. I'm like, yeah. dude, your name is Enrique, and you are the leader of a white supremacist organization. Dude, you are not white. Yeah. You are white adjacent, okay? <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah. Uh, I, just, I don't understand. I mean, I, I understand it. It's like the whole Candace Owens thing. It's mm-hmm. just like, I wasn't special among my own people, so I went somewhere else where they made me the 
most special like token ever. God, that's um, so but, spot on. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the case of Enrique Tario, can you imagine going to a federal penitentiary where people know you as being a member of the Proud Boys? Just that that title, the Proud Boys, really to <laughs> me doesn't illustrate what they are. It illustrates something else. It's like Proud Boys is like a Pornhub vertical. You know what I mean? It's like that. Oh, yeah, that's the no, category. It, it's always reminded me of like ner- like we brushed our and flossed our teeth like five year olds. You know, like like yeah. we washed our hands before dinner. We're proud boys. Mm-hmm. Like it just yeah. It it's always seemed yeah really infantilizing um, and and I really think it was is. meant as a joke initially, and then it just like. Proud boys uh, lost on the suckers, but the suckers gave money and the, yeah. they just expand, you know. Because it's, it's one word away from being rent boy, is what it is. That, I mean, that's <laughs> really this boil it right yeah. down, you know. Well, um, there was an erection, there was an erectionist, there was an, ins- <laughs> there was an insurrectionist clip played today during today's hearings of this guy talking about Mike Pence saying that he had heard Mike Pence was going to cave, meaning Mike Pence was going to do his duty, do the right thing per the Constitution, per the Electoral Count Act. And so this guy said, if Pence caved, we're going to drag motherfuckers through the streets. And I love that they included motherfuckers completely uncensored. So today on all the networks carrying the hearings, the word motherfuckers, one of George Carlin's seven deadly words, (laughs) made it onto (laughs) national uh, television broadcast. Uh, I was... uh, I was gratified to see that. I'm just, I'm not ready to fucking suck Mike Pence's dick for being such a great, strong upholder oh, of the no. Constitution. No, no, he was like, doing the bare minimum that you have to do as vice president. Yeah. He was he was not taking any extraordinary measures here to stop Donald Trump. He was just doing what he was required to do. So you don't give yeah, someone an award for that. 360 whatever days of being a basically a planter, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a decorative palm in the corner mm-hmm. while, you know, atrocities are taking place. Yeah. But yeah, okay, Mike well, Pence. That was the gist, the whole gist of today's hearings, all about Mike Pence and the pressure that he was under to toss out the electoral votes. And, you know, look, I'll say very clearly that there was a ton of pressure and that he did resist that pressure, but it was all in service of doing what he had to do. It's all listed there in the Electoral Count Act. It's all listed there in the 12th Amendment. He knew what he had to do, so it was just a matter of pushing back against Donald Trump's people and John Eastman. But Liz Cheney John Eastman, who has been devil spawned since the 80s, I don't feel like we've underlined this enough, how he was one of the bete noirs of, like, one of the people who was out there saying that AIDS was God's judgment on sodomites Mm -hmm. and that, like, you shouldn't let gay people teach your kids because they'll molest them and on and on and on. Yeah, yeah. He just glommed on to the Trump thing at the very, like, twilight of his career and is now, like, known as the man who authored the memo Mm -hmm. that gave a blueprint for how we could destroy democracy once and for all in this yep, country. Yep. Well, we have two very specific things that are defined by the committee as being illegal in very explicit terms. We've got not only uh, Donald Trump's grift, his post-election 
grift where he raised something like 250 million dollars to an organization that didn't exist in the immediate days after the election and then moved all of that money into the Save America PAC, which we've been talking about for quite some time now as being a complete scam. None of that money went to challenge the elections, or maybe a teeny tiny bit did, but all the rest of it was just uh, handouts for all of Donald Trump's cronies. And that's Mm -hmm. all verified. So that's been discussed as being, in explicit terms, illegal. At the same time, the pressure on Mike Pence also illegal. In fact, Liz Cheney, this is Liz Cheney talking about how Donald Trump knew it was illegal for Mike Pence to do this, for him to pressure Mike Pence on top of it as of January 4th, two days before the insurrection. This is uh, Liz Cheney today. When exactly did President Trump know that it would be illegal for Mike Pence to refuse to count electoral votes? Here is one sample of testimony given by one of the witnesses before us today the Vice President's General Counsel. Did John Eastman ever admit, as far as you know, in front of the President that his proposal would violate the Electoral Count Act? I believe he did on the 4th. I believe he did on the 4th. That was January 4th, two days before the attack on Congress. Wow. Yep, we've got illegal shit all over the place. This is one of the best things this committee is doing. It's not just putting the information out. It's defining what the information means. And that's a crucial step, not just for the Department of Justice, not just for accountability against Donald Trump, but also for people, the people, the folks watching these hearings to understand what they're seeing. Because uh, as we're going to illustrate a little bit later, we're an unserious, frivolous <laughs> nation, and you really need to spell this shit out for some people. So I'm glad they're really doing that. I'm glad they're really hammering it home. Uh, Liz Cheney, separately, had also said uh, this process was illegal and unconstitutional. This plan with Mike Pence, the Eastman memo, and all of the coercion that was going on surrounding that. And in fact, uh, Mike Pence's general counsel said, Pence knew it was illegal. So this was all very clear and unequivocal that everyone knew that uh, this could not move forward. But yet Donald Trump pushed for it anyway. In fact, Donald Trump tweeted. There was a, a tweet that was presented as part of the hearings today where Donald Trump, I believe it was on the 4th or the 5th, said that it's completely legal for the vice president to overturn the electoral votes. They also got into the... Uh, the fake electors. And Liz Cheney was clear about Mm -hmm. saying that they were fake electors, a fake panel of electors that were all part of this scam. The idea was for Mike Pence to toss out the legitimate electors and replace them with these fake electors that didn't go through the typical process. There was no legal statute permitting these fake electors. In fact, the Electoral Count Act entirely and expressly forbids the appointment of these fake electors so you know what it reminds me of though yeah it's like he's like trump is like an alcoholic (laughs) like a raging alcoholic who went to the doctor and the doctor's like okay yeah your system is shot you and you've got to stop drinking now or die Uh 
And then he goes home, and the family is like, okay, we're going to help you stop drinking. And he's like, okay, no, well, I'm just going to drink beer. How's yeah. That? You know, and then they finally, like, wrestle him to the ground and be like, you cannot drink any alcohol at all, Dad. Mm-hmm. You cannot drink anymore. You <laughs> have to stop drinking. And they leave the room, and then Uncle Roger, like, slips him a you know, shot of vodka or something, and we're off to the races again. And yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm just going to drink, like, after dinner. You know, it's just like, <laughs> you know, he just keeps coming back and coming. And they're like, no, and no, and no, you lost the election. And so, you know, again, he's left with the fucking circus animals like Rudy Giuliani and his melting hair and Sidney Powell <laughs> and her fucking animal print. Every, I mean, yeah, oh I mean, that's such a great metaphor for what was going on, because Donald Trump would hear that whatever conspiracy theory about the election through the stop the steal thing and all that shit. Uh, he would hear something is just completely unfounded and and bullshit, as uh, as Bill Barr was saying. Bullshit, bullshit. And uh, he would right, hear that he's coming and said, "It says here on the internet I can drink as much as I want as long as I have a cup of kombucha at bedtime." Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. like, no, Dad, you can't keep drinking. Exactly. Yeah. He would he would pivot to something else. He would say, "Well, that thing is bullshit." Well, what about this other thing? What about this other conspiracy theory? I heard about a suitcase being yanked out from under a desk when they were counting the votes, and a whole bunch of ballots were pulled out. And they'd be like, "Well, no, that was actually a, an authorized bin that they used the roller to cart that collect they the, used yeah, exactly. to transport the fuck." ballots from right. one side of the stadium to the other. Yeah, and then you go, well, what about the cell phone data? There's all these cell phones going past. Why are all these cell phones going past these ballot boxes on the street? What's what's the deal <laughs> with that? people live yeah, people there. people walk by. Everyone has a fucking cell phone, you nitwit. <laughs> That's, and so then he would go to the next thing. Exactly what you were saying. It was like, well, you... Uh, no more whiskey for no, you, No, but Mr. I've President. seen alcoholics do this. You know, <laughs> yeah. I've watched them, like, run down the list and be like, well, I'm just going to drink, like, the organic yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, you have to stop <laughs> or you will die. And they're just like... What about if I just uh, on vacation? Yeah. <laughs> what if I just put the tip in? <laughs> just putting it in sexual terms. Exactly. What, what if I just use the tip? Well, no, that's still, I'm sorry, that would still be intercourse. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's almost like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when Lauren Holly says, well, we have no chance of being in a relationship together. And then Jim Carrey says, <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you place the odds? What are the odds? And she says, I don't know, one in a million. And then he gets really excited and goes, so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> right. So every yeah. time Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood and Rudy Giuliani would come into the room with another conspiracy theory, it was Donald Trump saying, oh, so you're telling me there's a chance. No, there's no chance. You've lost. I mean, this all boils down to Donald Trump being the sorest of all losers. Donald Trump it's is all incapable. of him being Seven years old. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. And seven-year-olds are notoriously like, bad losers. He wants to flip the, you know, Connect Four board because, you know, somebody beat him and he's just having a meltdown. Yeah. Or in modern but, you know, parlance, you throw the video game controller across the room and storm off. That's what basically he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mary Trump said there will be no way that he will ever be able to psychologically swallow the fact that he lost. No, he's not um, wired for it. That's the insane thing about this is that there's a pathology here beyond the legal and constitutional ramifications of all of this. It speaks to his toxic positivity. He is, I think, physically, emotionally, psychologically incapable of saying, 
okay, I lost this election. And the bonus for him is in that process and due to that psychology, he's able to bilk his sucker followers into giving him hundreds of millions of dollars that he can just keep and use for his own fapping and bullshit and paintings of himself and to pay off all the people he needs to keep into his inner circle, keep their loyalty. So he's given money out to Mark Meadows causes and uh, whoever else, uh, Paul Manafort is getting money in there too. And so none of it's going to what they had given him the money for. None, None of it was going to the actual stop the steal thing. That was like the benefit of it. That's the great irony of Donald Trump's pathology. It's that his psychosis is a real moneymaker for him. It's so bizarre. It's such a bizarre Mm. circumstance, a bizarre character in American history. Just this confluence of psychosis and greed and uh, dumbness, just rank dumbness. I can't believe it. I, I, I guess he assumed somehow he was going to wiggle out of this i guess he believed that if he was successful, he still thinks he will yeah. i mean he still thinks he's going to be able to sl- to slither off the hook where are you with um, that though where do you what do you think do you, after having seen you know basically two and a half hearings so far do you feel as though this is increasing the odds that he could face legal accountability for all this hmm. <laughs> that was a big pause that was like a judge luddig pause right there yeah <laughs> oh my God, that guy! Yeah, but before you answer, before we get into Ludic, answer answer the question. What do you think? Are we going to see legal proceedings I against don't Trump? No, but I remember it. I, you know, I always want to point out that like Gaddafi and uh, Donald Trump have like their birthdays are like a day apart, and like <laughs> it took forever to finally catch Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah. Remember, like mm-hmm. he just like strung it out and strung it out and strung it out until he finally just couldn't. There was nowhere left for him to run. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's going to be like for Donald Trump. Uh, maybe not as violent and just graphic in the term, all of that. It wouldn't mm-hmm. hurt my feelings. Yeah. Um, but I think that he is just like, he's got some very simple tricks that he resorts to again and again and again and again and again. And I just, I feel like he's just going to keep pulling those shitty rabbits out of shitty mm-hmm. hats. Yeah. Uh, until there's just nothing left. Uh we're seeing, I think, three newly rekindled investigations, and not that uh, at least one of them didn't need rekindling. I'm talking about Fulton County and uh, and uh, and Fonnie yeah. Willis, because this is all feeding her uh, prosecution down there. At the same time, Letitia James in New York is now picking up the ball when it comes to Save America PAC and that scam fundraising thing that he did plus we know that the doj has impaneled a grand jury that has already subpoenaed peter navarro for his communications with donald trump so we've got two different state investigations of course letitia james is going to be a civil investigation that will probably lead to the dissolving of save america pack and some sort of gigantic financial penalty letitia james i think is a criminal investigation and so is the doj investigation which i think we have at least somewhat confirmation of. I think the notion of, is Merrick Garland going to do something? I think that question has kind of been answered. And I, I'm saying that hesitantly because we know very few details. But we also know that Merrick Garland was clear the other day when he said, yeah, prosecutors are taking a close look at this. Prosecutors are watching. I'm watching this. If not live, I'm seeing a replay of it. So, yes, we are aware of all these things. 
So that's all good news. I am feeling more confident than I have in a long time uh, based on all of this information. At the very least, the court of public opinion has got to be leaning mm-hmm. toward, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of accountability for all these bastards. I, I mean, at the very least, John Eastman's going to prison. I mean, I think we can say that unequivocally, that John Eastman is fucked. We saw Eric Hirschman in yeah. a video the other day talking about how <laughs> he was trying to get Eastman to repeat the phrase, what was it, uh, orderly transition. Orderly transition. Yeah, yeah. And, and advising him to get uh, some high-priced lawyers immediately. You're going to need them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's pretty clear. Now, whether or not that's going to encompass Donald Trump, too, I think that still remains to be seen, but, you know, as I said, we're leaning in that direction. Um, One thing I like to hear today out of the uh, initial uh, portion, maybe in the first five minutes, Congressman uh, Aguilar said this. He said, January 6th was not an isolated incident. And I'm so glad that he defined it that way, because I think sometimes people uh, disconnect the stop the steal con that was going on from election night on through to January 6th, and that was being divorced from the actual insurrection, when in fact it's all part of the same strategy. In fact, I think Adam Parkamenko tweeted this uh, during the proceedings today. He said that here was kind of the plan. Option one, Pence rejects electors. Option two, decided in the streets. Option three, take the Capitol. And because option one didn't happen, then it was option two and three that ultimately took place. Mm. But preceding that was an effort to get the election overturned in the courts, to pressure election officials like Brad Raffensperger in Georgia to try to overturn the election there. The fake electors in Arizona, Ginny Thomas campaigning with uh, politicians in Arizona to get those electoral votes thrown out. And we've got more Ginny Thomas news here coming up, too. So there was a long plan. I think it's abundantly clear that there was a conspiracy and there was a plan and it was organized and it was coordinated and it was consistent and constant from before the election onward. Right. It Uh, seems to me as if— The question is whether or not anyone's going to screw up the fucking, you know, the— Courage to prosecute, yeah, yeah, to actually lead him away in handcuffs, uh, yeah, and not fearing his followers, not fearing his cronies in Congress, not fearing, you know, to say justice applies to everyone in this mm-hmm. country. But I mean, there needs to be a, a, like a list of things. I know uh, Allison Gill was on the show yesterday with me, and she was able to name a couple of different criminal statutes, federal criminal statutes that had been violated here that Donald Trump had violated. In fact. Uh, that was pivoting off of what Liz Cheney said, I believe it was in her Tuesday video, I want to say, with the, the one with Eric Hirschman in it, who was talking about mm-hmm. orderly transfer. Uh, that was based on a, a judge's assessment that two federal criminal statutes had been violated in this process of pressuring Mike Pence, is the things we're hearing about today. So, yeah, lots of uh, legal precedent to go off of here. Meanwhile, uh, let's see, Greg Jacob appeared in testimony today. He's a counsel or Mm -hmm. former counsel to Mike Pence. He said, the 12th Amendment is inartfully drafted regarding the uh, counting of the electoral votes. And later on, uh, Judge Ludig kind of contradicted that and said, no, no, it's fine. It's just clarified by the Electoral Count Act. So don't worry. And of course, 
Judge Luddig said it much slower than I just did. Oh um, my God, he was a little. <laughs> you little pointed slow. out he looks like he looks like ancient William Shatner. Uh, he, yeah, he may he look like ancient William Shatner, <laughs> but he talks like Christopher Walken on Quaaludes. <laughs> I mean, just the pauses. Yeah, between the words he was trying, it just was like, oh man, I was actually like, there was a point where I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, I have to just yeah. log out and let Bob handle it. Um, but. Yeah. I mean, if you got a short attention span, if you have ADD, it's uh, it was a tough bit of testimony to, to sit through, but I will say this, we were all joking about it on Twitter and I, you and I were uh, going back and forth via text message. Dude, it was like yeah. watching a rooster shit gravel. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, but ultimately, though, I appreciated that he was taking his time and presenting it with the gravity that it deserved, because what he was doing is basically lining up. He was out. presenting it with Jupiter's gravity, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was essentially saying what Donald Trump did and what he tried to do with Mike Pence was completely unconstitutional. It broke, it violated the uh, Electoral Count Act in this way, in this way, in this way, and he understood the gravity of all of that. I, I want to read part of his statement here. Now, this is the tail end of his remarks. He's super duper important. This is kind of the gist of what he was getting at. The war on democracy instigated by the former president and his political party allies on January 6th was the natural and foreseeable culmination of the war for America. It was the final fateful day for the execution of a well-developed plan by the former president to overturn the 2020 presidential election at any cost so that he could cling to power that the American people had decided to confer upon his successor, the next president of the United States, instead. Knowing full well that he had lost the 2020 presidential election, the former president and his allies and supporters falsely claimed and proclaimed to the nation that he had won the election. And then they set about to overturn the election that he and they knew the former president had lost. The treacherous plan was no less ambitious than to steal America's democracy. Extraordinarily well said. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a shame. You know, it's, we live in an age now, the internet age, where it's all about being fast and first. <laughs> being accurate is kind of a distant third on our priority list when it comes to internet things. And Judge Ludwig, in his defense, was trying desperately to be as accurate and as serious as possible. And as much as we joked about him earlier today, I think that is ultimately a noteworthy and important uh, a goal to achieve, and I think he achieved it. So uh, Yeah, maybe he's just a fucking slowpoke. Let's move on. <laughs> um <laughs> Okay. All right. We will. Uh, we will move on here. But like more, <laughs> st still, still more stuff to come from today's hearings and, and a whole lot more. But first, there's nothing more stressful than living with the out of control credit card debt that some of us have, especially after the pandemic. Maybe being out of work forced you to spend some more on your credit cards. Well. I've been there myself. Uh, to great tragedy and pain, I have absolutely been there. But what makes it all worse is you might be paying the top allowable interest rate on that debt. So why not refinance your credit cards into a super low interest rate and save a ton of money each and every month? And here's how. With Lightstream, you can roll your cards into one low payment at a fixed rate as low as 4.98% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 
and there are absolutely no fees. And just for my listeners, here's your special deal. Write this down, memorize it, apply now to get a special interest rate discount to save even more. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Seska. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash C-E-S-C-A. And if you can't remember it, I got a link in the description for you under this episode at bobseska.com. Subject to credit approval, rates range from 4.98% APR to 19.99% APR and include a 0.50% auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash Seska for more information. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bob Seska! Friend of the show, George Harris. Mm, and a song great. called Blameless. Yeah. Another uh, new single from George. Thank you, George. Excellent. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music to uh, submit your songs to the show, submit your work to the show. Please do uh, run, don't walk over to that website. Again, that's BobSeska.com slash music. All right. Getting back into things here. Uh, Greg Jacob told the committee that John Eastman admitted in front of Trump on January 4, 2021, that the pressure campaign against Mike Pence violated the law. So Donald Trump, once again, and this is, I think, the entire centerpiece of the hearings today, that Donald Trump had consciousness of guilt. He was aware that what he was doing with this pressure campaign was illegal. The question was, did John Eastman ever admit, as far as you know, in front of the president, that his proposal would violate the Electoral Count Act? Greg Jacobs, Mike Pence's general counsel, said, I believe he did on the 4th. On the 4th. That is before, I think, he did a rally in... I want to say Atlanta. Then he turned around and came back into Pence's uh, office on the 5th and said, I need you to, yeah, you know, to do this. And mm-hmm. there, it's, again, it's like, you know, at some point in the night, uh, the alcoholic dad was like, well, just how about just liqueurs? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 
Yep. And, you know, uh, Johnny's been came down to the bar and ordered a amaretto sour or something. You know, just like, it just... <sighs> but he was still, he was telling his people there was a rally in Atlanta. They played a clip during the hearing today of yeah. Donald Trump in Georgia talking about how, you know, Mike Pence has to do this thing, applying pressure. And then, as you said, the meeting with Mike Pence. And then there was the uh, Donald Trump's remarks on January 6th at the Ellipse talking about all of this, plus numerous tweets, including the one we talked about earlier, in which he stated on Twitter unequivocally that it's perfectly legal for Mike Pence to change the electoral votes or to not (sighs) count the legitimate electoral votes. Can we say it here? Fuck the Electoral College. I mean, at long last, for God's sake, look at all of this trouble that is circulating around not just someone who was way out of his depth and never should have been president in the first place, someone who is pathologically incapable of admitting to defeat, uh, being self-critical, any of that shit. But on top of it, we have a system of elections in this country that is outdated. It is archaic. It is absolutely useless. And I say it's this. Racist. Yeah, it's racist on top of it. And I say that as someone who has in the past defended the Electoral College. And I have long since abandoned that position. I think the second. No, fuck that. It literally means that some people's votes count more than others. Exactly. And that's not democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, it's such an arcane way of doing things. It's an, because I think the, the original idea of it, uh, apart from some of the racist motivations, was that uh, only the gentry are capable of making proper decisions when it comes to leadership. So we need to leave this to the most important people, the most educated, the wealthiest, the, uh, the greatest <sighs> landowners to decide the these Idahoans? things. The Idahoans? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Right. But ultimately, two presidential elections where the popular vote winner ended up losing the election, to me, that's like, that's too, too many as far as indictments of the Electoral College to get rid of this fucking thing once and for all. Well, I feel like the Russians saw it in 2016 as a flaw in the system that they could exploit. Even in 2000, yeah. That it's, you know, they see that as, you know, it's a plan. It's mm-hmm. a way to sh- pretend that democracy doesn't work by pointing to a thing that's actually, by its very nature, anti-democratic. Yeah. And saying that this, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, lots of things are uh, on the table right now as far as cause for reform, cause for presidential reform. That's one of the big disappointments I've had in the past uh, couple of years since uh, Donald Trump left office, which is that I was hoping for uh, majorities that were large enough to be able to pass a series of presidential level reforms, which we probably would have had by now if it hadn't been for a 50-50 Senate. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? We're kind of... We're kind of stuck with that now. Uh, obviously, there's more motivation to uh, expand our majority in the Senate for uh, this particular election coming up. And there's uh, kind of a chance of that. I think just not to get too far off on a tangent, but the great irony of this coming up midterm is the House Democrats have done almost literally everything that we have demanded yeah. of them. They have passed all the laws from the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, police reform, election reform, build back better. All the things that we want have been passed by the House Democrats. The House Democrats are in jeopardy, greater jeopardy than the, than the Senate Democrats of losing their majority. 
<laughs> the Senate might actually And they're going to be... have to win like yeah. way more votes on the Republicans in the House in order to maintain their ground. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that drives me crazy because of the yeah. gerrymandering and the misrepresentation and blah, blah, blah. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was talking to my dad, you know, he's a great like index of like every man, you know, mm-hmm. like he's one of those people who really wants to see the good in everybody and wants to like never take a side and he doesn't like the Republicans, but he said he doesn't like the Democrats either because they're ineffective. And I was like, yeah. dad... You're thinking about Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin mm-hmm. because the House has been a freaking legislative machine yeah. since the beginning of the Biden administration. And the Biden administration is running like a well-oiled machine. Yeah. No leaks, no backstabbing. I mean, they've handled everything as well as it can be handled. But the Senate is where everything is stumbling mm-hmm. because we have two Democrats who are basically just – Divas, attention whores, who yeah. like understand that the minute they get in line with the caucus, the reporters go away, mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know, and I just, yeah, I mean, don't write the Democrats off, Dad. But mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because I forget that like my stepmom is also there pulling from my particular, you know, kind of pulling from the left because. Uh, you know, the, throughout the Trump administration, I kept telling my dad, I was like, you know, to be Trumpers, they must be racist. And he's like, but I have people who are Trump friends and they're not racist. I'm like, they don't think they're racist, dad. No. <laughs> but nobody thinks they're racist. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're going to heaven. Everybody thinks they have a great sense of humor. And nobody thinks they're racist. It's just one of those things. Like, but if they didn't leave when he came down the escalator and said that Mexicans are, Mexico is sending drug dealers and criminals... That's the racist moment. That's when you anyone who's not a racist goes, let me get out of here. This isn't cool. Yeah, you know? I, I worked with a guy years and years ago when I was in animation who we got to talking about history and uh, and the freeing of the slaves, the Civil War, that period of time, the 1860s. And this guy swore up and down that he's not racist at all. And then he says to me, uh, you know what Lincoln should have done? He should have only gradually freed the slaves, not all at once. So you're saying that instead of freeing all the slaves, he should have just freed some of the slaves? It's, see, that's How the is mindset. That gonna work? Is that yeah. like when you like split the sixth grade into kickball teams? Like you count <laughs> off one, two, one, two, yeah. one, two. Like, you know, okay, ones, you're staying here on the plantation in chains. Twos, you get to go forth and live lives as full citizens, and we'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like. Some people just don't understand the full dimensions of uh, what it means to be racist. And, you know, maybe that guy is. Well, no, we're all. I mean, everybody has racist ideas whether yeah. they want to or not. Yeah. I mean, it is the default programming of our culture. We mm-hmm. are being spoon-fed white supremacy from the moment of birth. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, even before birth, our mothers get different levels of pain medication when they're mm-hmm. in pain because doctors believe white women more than they believe black women and women of and Latin descent or, you know. So <laughs> it's, you know, and it's our job to be as allies to be rigorous about patrolling ourselves for these ideas because they are there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're running an old browser. You know, <laughs> it's like one that was the factory install on your mental laptop. Yeah. You know. Well, there's and so many things just... that were presented by legitimate sources, especially, for example, in our childhood, uh, growing up in the 70s. Yeah. There were so many things that were just considered to be normal and not stepping over the line as far as race goes it'll just the, the idea that there was a chain of restaurants called sambos you know what i mean it's just like oh god oh. yeah i look back and i'm like 
wow, yeah, that was awful. Or some of those. Yeah, my mom was like, we would never go there. She was like, that's so racist. I mean, my mom was woke <laughs> when woke wasn't cool. Yeah, you know? Good for her. Like, yeah, because she was just like, I just can't believe that it's just there's this big giant Sambo sign mm-hmm. sitting there, in the, you know, with these big black. <laughs> uh, car- it just, yeah. No, yeah. We n- I nev- never ate at one. And there was one in my town until I was like probably 13. Mm-hmm. Th- wasn't there a movie in the 80s where uh, the character disguised himself as a black guy, basically wore blackface and tried to pass himself because he, because of affirmative action? He couldn't get into college as a white guy, so he dressed up as a black guy. And at the time, yeah, I was like, it was ha, called- ha, ha. Soul Man. Soul Man, that's exactly right. Okay. <laughs> so that was the sort of thing that... I never saw it. It seemed like it was really going to be one of those things. You know, a, like a switcheroo. <laughs> yeah. And it's horribly racist. And, you know, even the south of the border billboards, which those of us on the East Coast who have driven up and down 95, we know what that all is. There's a, uh, like a tourist trap stop-off, like a roadside attraction at the border of North Carolina and South Carolina called South of the Border. And so it's all got this kind of stereotypical... Uh, racist Mexican theme to it. Yeah, giant sombreros and yeah. the whole like Zapata mustaches and yeah. <laughs> right. And these we were. We don't need no stinking badges, all that. Yeah. Even as we're learning about how racism is bad, these were things that still existed and were still considered to be normal. So that's kind of the pretext to all that. But but we got way off on a tangent on this. Let's get back to uh, the hearings for today. Uh, I noticed too they had some Sean Hannity texts. To Mark Meadows, which I wanted to read here. It was interesting covering. He this. was completely like abandoned ship, abandoned ship. He was <laughs> yeah. just like by January, like six p.m. January six. He's like, I don't know anybody named Trump. Who phone? New phone? Who this? You know, just like I mean. And then like he gradually got like back and pulled back into the trench. But uh-huh. like he was a total deserter at that point. Yeah, he was like twenty fifth amendment. No more weird people. Get me out of here. I'm a celebrity. You know, like just totally like that yeah, thing is yeah. just as much of a freaking like pants wedding coward as you think he would be <laughs> exactly when it came down to it and he thought he might be held accountable and that things had gone out of control and way too far he was like i never had anything to do with this this was your idea you decided to have a party while mom and dad were out of town <laughs> yeah you wrong know, number like, wrong number fake caller yeah right. here's sean hannity on december 31st 2020 texting to mark meadows he said we can't lose the entire white house counsel's office because the White House Counsel's Office is telling Eastman we, and Trump, we. yeah, like, no, don't, this is bad, don't do this, this is wrong and illegal, you're all going to get into huge trouble. And Sean I Hannity mean, just is- just the fact that a supposed journalist is speaking in we with the president, like yeah. it's fucking Trump's tapeworm. Right, well, he, and he kind of like, was, he was kind of Donald ugh. Trump's other chief of staff. Trump would always call Sean Hannity, like in the middle of the night, he would ring him up. And that made me think of, I knew some guys who worked on the uh, Gary Busey TV show on Comedy Central called I'm with Busey. And Busey mm-hmm. was like exactly like Trump, calling them in the middle of the night with these crazy crackpot conspiracy theories about Bigfoot and shit like that. You can only imagine being called in the middle of the night, like at three o'clock in the morning by Gary fucking Busey. <laughs> I think the only right thing that'd be just worse. Just after he's eaten 75 hits of blotter acid. <laughs> And he's, you know, telling you about the fucking aliens are coming and the apocalypse yeah, yeah. is here. And yeah. The Trump is it's just. Like, uh, no, you're at Burning Man, Gary. Please get, <laughs> go somewhere cool. Do not dehydrate. <laughs> Drink some Gatorade. Calm down. Put on some Almond Brothers. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Trump is actually worse. And the reason Trump is far, far worse than that is 
at least Gary Busey has the excuse of hallucinogens. <laughs> Donald right. Trump is completely straight, completely teetotaling. So this is uh, no, he's not. Oh, you don't he think so? More, like, oh well, no, I, I know I what you mean. Oh yeah, he's got yeah, he's on he's on some sort of speed, some sort of uppers. But I'm talking about in terms of hallucinogens, any sort of alcohol, none of that. Oh, I think he's on a whole kaleidoscope of pills. Okay, I think that we've seen him uh, whacked on de- benzos. That you know, God bless the United States. Yeah, yeah, PCP or uh, angel dust. <laughs> Uh, no, I, mean, I think I think he figures as long as it comes from a doctor, it's legit. Even yeah. if he's crushing it and putting it up his nose, I right, think that's right. his like rationale. But you know, you saw his doctor. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I remember, <laughs> Doctor Bornstein, and uh, of course, uh, Ronnie Jackson. We have music for Ronnie Jackson, <clears throat> which is also the Rudy Giuliani music. <laughs> Ronnie Jackson's <laughs> drunk music. Yeah. Thank you, Chris Lavoy, for sending this. And Sean Comiskey. You have any trouble staying awake? Let me get you a script here for some Provigil. It's despicable. It'll make you feel amazing. Yeah. All right, so what was I talking about? Sean handed his texts to Mark Meadows. He said, we can't lose the entire White House counsel's office. I do not see January 6th happening the way he is being told. After he the, said, we can't lose any time right off Kansas office. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's right. That's a pretty good impression. He should announce, we'll lead the nationwide effort to reform voting integrity. Go to Florida and watch Joe mess up daily. Stay engaged. When he speaks, people will listen. Okay, so there's Sean Hannity's plan for Donald Trump's post-presidency, basically. And then Sean Hannity also texted to uh, Mark Meadows on January 5th. He said, I am very worried about the next 48 hours. And then also on the 5th, he said to Meadows, Pence pressure, White House counsel will leave. So Sean Hannity was desperately concerned that the White House counsel's office was going to resign en masse. And so they were all aware. They were all aware of how fucked up this whole situation was. When Sean Hannity is fully aware of this scam and is, and is waving them off, I mean, one of the biggest scammers in the history of modern Republican red hat conservatism is saying, no, 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 he's flagging you away. This is too far. You're going too far. Stop here. That yeah, means you're way out of cockpit. Yeah. dashboard is red there's alarms going <laughs> off like we're yeah. in an asteroid belt and it's like yeah no woo, woo, like everybody out and like mm-hmm. yeah no but then you go to him on the sixth and he was totally like okay i've never knew anybody named trump i mean you know like, <laughs> it's hilarious to me yeah like how hard and fast he's c- covering his ass well also today greg jacob testified that eastman knew his plan would violate several provisions of the electoral count act Again, this is consciousness of guilt by everyone. Everyone involved in this knew what they were doing was fraud. They knew what they were doing was illegal. They knew what they were doing was unconstitutional. It was a coup d'etat. Yes. It was completely in the face of everything this country supposedly stands for in terms of one person, one vote. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just, fortunately, you know, there were enough people that jumped off the boat and they only could get so many thousands of dads who didn't get custody of their kids, like mm-hmm. in D.C. at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Jennifer uh, Rubin reacted here on Twitter. She said, Eastman is a frightful, evil figure willing to plunge the country into civil war, knowing his plan was illegal and denying Dems had the right to do the same. 
And then uh, Chris Hayes wrote, uh, the weird elephant in the room here is why on earth everyone in the White House has to take multiple hour-long meetings with a random crank calling for a coup, and the answer is because Trump wanted the coup. Yeah, that is really fucked up, isn't it? There's so many different, there's so many dimensions to the fucked upness about all of this. Uh, Chris Hayes also wrote, Eastman is saying he thought he had two votes for the coup on the Supreme Court. That's an incredible tell about Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas. There was the potential that, no, this any challenge to this wasn't going to be nine to nothing. It was going to be seven to two. <laughs> I mean, there were going to be two Supreme Court justices, uh, at least according to Eastman, who would side with them, who would side with the coup. That is immensely fucked up. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that it's so fucked up, you almost want to subpoena Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas and get them into the hearing room and ask them directly, where would you... Of course, they wouldn't answer. They would give some sort of legalese no, thing. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, uh, my discretion, uh, jurisprudence. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Uh, meantime, another Trump lawyer, Ken... This is my favorite name in this whole thing. Ken Cheesebro. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> it's Cheeselbro, isn't it, or something? Like, I, I don't know. They were saying in the hearing, I thought I heard Cheesebro. Che- it's cheese? something like that, yeah. Cheesebro. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. Well, he suggested the justices may be more inclined to weigh in if they had fear of wild chaos on January 6th. He said it five days after Trump's wild tweet about his January 6th rally. Um, that's, I think that's about what we have as far as today's hearings. There were several other things that occurred after we started the show that I think we were concerned, David, that it was going to be the real bombshell material. So anyway, um, a few more things to talk about, uh, during the remaining minutes of, uh, today's show. And then we'll, whatever we don't get to, we'll talk about during the shadow docket. Uh, but first here's the best way to listen to the Bob Seska show. Without all the commercials like you're hearing right now, just go now to our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com, scroll down to the link for the ultimate edition of this podcast, and sign up for just $15 per month. And you may be going, oh my God, $15 a month, that's a lot of money. Well, here's what you're going to get in exchange for your generous support of this fully independent podcast. We're going to give you a completely commercial-free version of the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. And that's a big deal. We take out all the commercials from our main three free shows. So you get those. Plus, you're going to get the shadow docket. That's like act three of the show. If you're hearing the free show, you're only hearing the first two acts. The third act happens on the shadow docket. That's going to be included in your $15 per month. That's what you're going to get. Plus... Uh, You're also going to get the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly Johnson, all included in that level of support. So here, let's recap. No commercials for your Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows, plus the Shadow Docket. And then on Friday, it's the Friday After Party podcast with me and Kimberly. All of that for just $15 per month. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Bob Seska plays more music. Yourself. This sounds like Paul Simon. Well, that would be uh, pretty accurate because yeah. this is a uh, cover of Paul Simon. This is uh, the band Mipso. One of our new favorites here on the show, Mipso, is the name of the project. And, of course, this is uh, Paul Simon's Born at the Right Time. Mipsomusic.com. Link in the description under this episode to support Mipso. I keep saying Mipso because I like saying Mipso for some reason. I can tell that you're yeah. enjoying that. It's yeah. like a new sound bout for you. Right, right. Um, yeah, the, the band is called Mipso, in case you, you missed it. Uh, spell that. Yeah, it's M-I-P-S-O, as in okay. Mipso. I'll use it in a sentence. The song I just played is by the band Mipso. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> All right, I'm getting silly here, so it's time to, uh, to wrap up here in a, in a couple of minutes. But first... Uh, here's a list of the top Twitter users who spread disinformation about the 2020 election. Uh, researchers combed through 45 million tweets that sowed doubt on the 2020 election. Here are the top spreaders, according to techpolicy.press. Uh, I'm just going to read the top 10. Oh, James O'Keefe III <laughs> is number 10. He is not a verified user. Number nine, Praying Medic. Praying Medic. Number eight, Cat Turd 2. These are real users. I'm, I'm satisfied mm-hmm. to see that Cat Turd 2 outranked James O'Keefe. How sad. <laughs> Number seven, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> Donald Trump just uh, ranking, Jr. just ranking uh, God, above. He's finally come into something on his own merits for once in his life. <laughs> but, but only one point ahead of Cat Turd 2. Uh, number six, real Donald Trump. That'd be the ex-president, the one-term loser, mm. the insurrectionist. Uh, number five, Eric Trump. Somehow, David, Eric Trump topped his dad on this front. It's pretty amazing. Oh, thank you for that mental image. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go wash out my mouth with bleach. Sorry. I just... Uh, number four, Jack Posobiec. Is that number four, Mm. top spreader of disinformation about the 2020 election? Number three, Tom Fitton. 
Tom Fitton at number three. Who the hell is that? I I vaguely recognize the name. Probably someone I blocked years and years ago. Uh, number two, Gateway Pundit is at number two. And oh, God. <laughs> Why does he even still exist? I don't know. That guy has been getting it consistently 180 degrees wrong since, like, before the Iraq War. <laughs> yes, wrong for and 20 years. And he just... I mean, no, dude... It's been longer than that. It's mm. been 30. Okay. Um, I mean, like, maybe it hasn't been 30 years since the Iraq War, but I mean, like, the, I mean, just like the- Oh, the, the first Iraq War. war. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, he's just like, he's never gotten anything right. Yeah, no. Ever. Nope. Nope. Well, <sighs> number one, can you take a guess who number one is? Um, <laughs> it's, it's not one that you would typically guess. Uh, and I was kind of shocked to see it. The biggest spreader of disinformation about the 2020 election was actor asshole James Woods. Or as his Twitter Ugh. handle was, real James Woods. Oh, for fuck's sake. So, yeah. Um, trying to see through. We need to make this as, like, disgraceful as, like, willfully spreading, like, genital warts. <laughs> You know, yeah. because I agree. Spreading misinformation, it costs lives. Mm -hmm. It costs lives in this p pandemic. A lot of people died out of just pure willful blindness to the science. And it's just. <laughs> yeah. Here's some other <sighs> here's some other names in the top 35. Diamond and Silk. They were at number 35. Breitbart News. I'm just going to read them up from 35. Uh, Diamond and oh, Silk, Breitbart not. News, Matt Schlapp, <laughs> Matt Schlapp, which is the sound of a wet pork chop makes when it hits linoleum floors. Uh, yep. Tim Cast. Uh, I'm gonna. Put, oh, here's Mark Levin on this list. Scott Adams is on this list. Project Veritas on this list. Rudy Giuliani at number 26. Uh, I don't feel like we need to dignify Mark Levin's request that we change his name. It's your your, your name is Mark Levin, dude. You're not French. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The talking adenoid, Mark Levin. I don't know how that guy ended up in a broadcasting Levin. career with that Levin. that voice. Yeah, yeah, I don't know with that voice and that. It's really again a voice, for, a face for radio and a voice for mine. Well, here's a blast um, from the past, David, from Blogosphere 1.0, number 18, Michelle Malkin, on this list, and she uh, she is topped by. Sorry, I keep using that word. No. She's t she's topped by the real Candace Owens. <laughs> oh, so it's a pegging thing, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing here. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Those are all the uh, the major names from this list. Oh, Charlie Kirk was at number 21, so Charlie Kirk had to be in there. All right, uh, one last thing here before we wrap up. Uh, the breaking story this afternoon was Ginny Thomas was emailing with John Eastman about the election, according to the Washington Post. And uh, then Eastman responded during the hearing saying, I can categorically confirm that at no time did I discuss with Mrs. Thomas or Justice Thomas any matters pending or likely to come before the court. We have never engaged in such discussions and did not do so in December 2020. Well, if they've got emails, fuck you. I mean, mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. God. Who does he think he's fooling? I mean, we it's have to- just like, what's his name? Uh, sour milk, uh, ladder milk. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that was just like, I, you know, there was nobody in a damn MAGA hat taking pictures of staircases and train <laughs> entrances. And well, maybe that was me. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. like, you fucking idiot. Like, and not only do you just like shut up and take your, take the L on that. And maybe we wouldn't have found out, but like to completely trumpet that like, <laughs> I wasn't leading a bunch of people in red hats around mm -hmm. the Capitol. And the, uh, God, I yeah. just... 
these are the worst. I mean, again, Watergate, we found out about mainly because it was a bunch of criminals who weren't very bright. Mm -hmm. And once again, I feel like we've just stumbled across. We've like turned another log over and there's a bunch of really stupid maggots under there. Yeah. Squirming around and just like. um, (laughs) I know what you mean. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, well, there's a, a lot more to come here. We got to talk about uh, uh, Steve Bannon said something. By the way, he lost his uh, his last uh, attempt to get charges thrown out for his contempt of Congress indictment. God, that fucking piece of shit. He is a. Horrible, I think he likes the, he likes these opportunities to spout his shit in front of cameras. Like I think yeah. he enjoys like this litigation high. Yeah, I saw someone on Twitter. I saw someone on Twitter regard him as someone who was rejected by the cool kids, and now he's out for revenge to just fuck up everything. It's like again going back to throwing the Connect Four board across the room or chucking the video game controller across the room. You know, he got rejected, he lost, and so he's uh, he's freaking out. He's all along. He's all he's ever wanted is to be a cool frat boy. Yeah, right. Hang out with other cool frat boys like in an Abercrombie and Fitch kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And that's what that's what the two the the layers of shirts are about, and the old (laughs) grimy barn jacket. He thinks that he is a member of Kappa Alpha. Yeah. Uh, And uh, but he just looks like a a bruised banana. Just like an awful rotting bruised banana. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, oh, you know what? We can just talk about this now. Donald Trump is demanding equal time. He, uh, he, I don't know what you would even call it. Tweeted? I don't know. He said something on truth. Press release. Truth central. He said, I demand equal time. And so, yeah, let's give him equal time. On what grounds, old man? You're a fucking retiree in Florida. Yeah. Like. But, But swear him in. Put him under oath and have him on live TV. And he can have all the equal time he wants. He can testify for 11 hours like uh, Hillary Clinton had to do. He'll just lie. Well, he'll He'll lie in grandstand. And, like, for, you know, within 15 minutes, he'll he'll contradict himself. I mean, he really (laughs) is, like, in the eternal now of resentment and rage. And it just... I just, I don't want to look at his fucking sagging old man scrotum of a face anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's turning into one of those, he's turning into one of those dried apple dolls. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know, you take a little apple and you carve a yeah, face yeah, in it. Yeah, the and shrunken head. Yeah, the yeah. shrunken apple head doll. Yeah, yeah. That's what he looks like. There's a picture going around uh, of him looking exactly like one of those things. All right. Uh, oh, maybe something about Sebastian Gorka on the shadow docket. And, no, uh, Sebastian Gorka. A little bit of good news. L- lots of Republican versus Republican news on the shadow docket coming up here. Mm, white on white crime. Yep. I love it. That is $5 a month on our Patreon page for the shadow docket every Tuesday and Thursday. Run, don't walk. Go do it. BobSeskaShow.com. See you over there. Have a great weekend. Uh, after party tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye.